0: Hello, this is Tanishka from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday, November 3rd. Before I begin, I'd like to tell you that you can spread the light of free, fair and factual journalism this Diwali by gifting those close to you a Newslaundry Diwali hamper. You can also get our merchandise for yourself and say that you're a proud member of a community that keeps independent journalism alive. With every Diwali hamper you buy from us, we're offering you free, giftable News Laundry subscriptions. The hampers also have some new products like our Diwali special candle, fridge magnets and the Naxalbari comic book. So, go to newslaundry.com and get yourself and your dear ones these hampers because Diwali is just a day away. You can find them under the Diwali offer section on the top of our website. India recorded over 11,000 new cases of COVID-19 and 311 deaths in the last 24 hours. The total COVID tally now stands at over 3 crore 43 lakh and the death toll is inching closer to 4,59,000. So far, India has administered over 107 crore COVID-19 vaccines, out of which 41 lakh doses were given yesterday. Prime Minister Narendra Modi, in a review meeting today, urged the healthcare workers to conduct door-to-door vaccination in places where the residents are not fully inoculated against COVID-19. The Prime Minister met the officials of 40 districts which spread across Jharkhand, Manipur, Nagaland, Arunachal Pradesh, Maharashtra and Meghalaya, where less than 50% of the adult population has received either a single shot of COVID-19 vaccine or have very low second-dose vaccine coverage. Vaccine maker Bharat Biotech said this afternoon that the Central Drugs and Standard Control Organization had approved the extension of Covaxin's shelf life up to 12 months from the date of manufacture. Meanwhile, the World Health Organization granted approval today evening for emergency use listing to Bharat Biotech's co-vaccine. It has been cleared for use in all age groups above 18, over two doses spaced out four weeks apart. The approval comes after a rigorous review period. Bharat Biotech had applied in April and provided the first batch of data on July 6. In a statement this evening, the WHO said that the benefits of the vaccine far outweigh the risks. Covaxin was found to have 78% efficiency against COVID-19, it said. Globally, COVID-19 has infected more than 240 million people, thereby claiming the lives of over 5 million. As per a report in Reuters, China recorded its highest death toll in three months with 93 COVID-19 deaths today. Supreme Court Judge Justice D.Y. Chandrachur said today that the delay in communicating bail orders to prison authorities was a very serious deficiency in the criminal justice system. He said, and I quote, this needed to be addressed on a war footing as it touched upon the human liberty of every undertrial prisoner, unquote. The judge was speaking at an online event organized by the Allahabad High Court to inaugurate virtual courts and e seva kendras to facilitate online legal assistance to litigants. Justice Chandra Chur also spoke about the e custody certificate that was launched by the Chief Justice of Orissa High Court, Justice E. Murli Dhar, which made every under trial and convict serving term have an e custody certificate to them. Recently, Bollywood actor Shah Rukh Khan's son, Aryan Khan, had spent an extra day in jail despite being granted bail by the Bombay High Court as his release orders had not reached the bail box outside Arthur Road Jail in time. Earlier this year, the Supreme Court had also taken sumo to cognizance of the delay in the release of 13 prisoners, despite the court granting them bail. Speaking of under-trials, journalist Siddiqui Kappan has been awaiting bail in a Mathura jail since October last year. Kapan was arrested when he was on his way to Hatharas to report on the rape of a Dalit minor. Do check out my colleague Akanksha Kumar's ongoing series for news laundry on the chart sheet against Kapan. Her most recent story is titled The Booklet Connection. UP Police says PUDR, JNU Publications, links Siddhiki Kapan to SIMI. Listeners, the reason we are able to get you detailed and factual reports is because news laundry is funded by subscribers. We don't depend on government, corporations or advertisers because we have subscribers like you supporting us and the work that we do. If you are not a part of News Laundry already, click on the red subscribe button on the top right corner. Lowest subscription starts at Rs 300 only. Pay to keep news free. In order to manage the dengue outbreak across several regions, the Centre sent a team of experts to 9 states and Union territories. The team of experts include officials from the National Centre for Disease Control and National Vector Bone Disease Control Programme who will coordinate with the state government and submit a report on the situation. Delhi, Haryana, Punjab, Kerala, Rajasthan, Tamil Nadu, Uttar Pradesh, Uttarakhand and Jammu and Kashmir recorded significant dengue cases in the past month. Delhi has recorded over 1,500 dengue cases so far, of which 1,200 were reported in October, thereby making it the city's highest per-month count in the last four years. According to the Indian Express, Punjab has also recorded over 16,000 dengue cases till 31st October, the highest since 2017. The Union Health Minister, Mansukh Mandavya, had chaired a meeting with the officials in Delhi on Monday in order to review the measures underway to contain this vector bone disease. Mandavya stressed on the need to ramp up dengue testing in Delhi. While reviewing the situation in Delhi, he said, and I quote, Many poor people are not diagnosed properly and their death goes unreported. Some hospitals are overburdened with dengue cases, while beds continue to be empty in others. Mandavya also asked the authorities in Delhi to create measures for the removal of stagnant water from houses, restaurants, industries and overhead tanks. Rahul Gandhi spoke out against the rising prices of fuel and other essential commodities today, saying that he wished the Modi government was sensitive towards the people. On Wednesday, the petrol price in Delhi hit Rs. 110.04 per litre. In Mumbai, one litre of petrol now costs Rs. 115.85. The price of commercial liquefied petroleum gas cylinders had been increased by Rs. 266 from November 1. The Hindu reported that the revision pushed the price of one 19kg cylinder to Rs. 2,000 in Delhi. Meanwhile, BJP ministers had defended the steep rise in prices. On Sunday, Madhya Pradesh Minister Mahendra Singh Sisodia had said that people should be practical and accept a little inflation since their income is also rising. Last month, UP Minister Upendra Triwari had claimed that only a handful of Indians who drive four-wheelers needed petrol. The Tripura police said today that it has registered five cases against 71 people for allegedly provocative and fake posts on social media that aim to disturb peace and communal harmony in the state. Police said that strict action will be taken against those who are spreading rumours of communal violence and trying to create hatred in the society. Hindustan Times reported that a mosque, houses, and shops were vandalised at separate places in Tripura's Pani Sagar on October 26, after which four people were arrested in connection with the violence. Police claimed that no mosque was burned and that the photos being shared on social media of the same were not from Tripura. The National Human Rights Commission sought a detailed report from the Chief Secretary and Director General of Police, Tripura, regarding the recent communal violence in the state. Last week, the Tripura High Court had taken sue cognizance of the communal violence that took place in North Tripura, Unakoti, and Sepahijala districts on October 26. The court had directed the state government to submit affidavits by November 10 on measures taken to ensure peace in the region. On Tuesday, the Taliban banned the use of foreign currencies in Afghanistan, a move which could further disrupt the economy. According to BBC, the Taliban said that the economic situation and national interests in the country required all Afghans to use Afghan currency in their every trade. In a statement shared online, spokesperson Zabiullah Mujahid said, and I quote, The Islamic empire instructs all citizens, shopkeepers, traders, businessmen and the general public to henceforth conduct all transactions in Afghanis and strictly refrain from using foreign currency. Anyone violating this order will face legal action. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you are listening from. Happy Diwali!